Hey, hey, we're Monkeying Around, a podcast about the monkeys. I'm Veronica Daschle. I'm Elaine Swetman. And I'm Charles Kelso. And we're too busy monkeying around to put anybody down. Welcome back to Monkeying Around. This week, we have Carrie Gordon from the Metal Geeks podcast joining us. Welcome, Carrie. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me. This is a pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, Chuck, what's happening in the world of the monkeys? A few things, actually. We haven't done this in about a month, so we're a little bit behind on things that are happening in the world of monkeys. Since the last time we did this, uh, Demoiselle came out and has been getting rave reviews. Uh, 7A always does a great job, and but they can't put a record out without announcing the next record, it seems like, <laughs> this year. So uh, they've also announced uh, another one coming out October 14th, and this is Davy Jones' Manchester Boy Personal File. It says, available on CD and vinyl, the album features rare demos, outtakes, and self-penned songs made between the 1960s and 1980s. 7A Records has spent a lot of time and effort on remastering the recordings, and all songs make their first ever appearance on vinyl. You can pre-order it now. Oh, do it. Yes. 7A Records is phenomenal. Yes. yes. They've, I, I know for me personally, they've they've really uh, boistered my vinyl collection and inspired <laughs> yes. me to collect more vinyl. Right. So thank you, I guess, in a way. But yeah, <laughs> definitely check them out because their their releases are always great. Yeah. Always. And just beautiful. Yeah. Even if yeah. you don't have a record player, just the booklets and the, the cover mm-hmm. art is just worth having. I mean, we just, just our default now to buy the record yeah. and the and the CD. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just pre-ordered as soon as it's available. So, so it comes. Um, so yeah, and this one's again. It's got a beautiful cover, a nice picture of Davy with the flag behind him, and it's it's going to be great. These songs have been heard before. A lot of them he put out uh, on, I think it was called Just for the Record, back in the '90s. The way a lot of Davy Jones's discography is is this was released only in you know on you know video disc in Japan. This one was only <laughs> available on cassette at concerts, things like that. Right. Um, so I love that they're. They're sort of bringing his stuff together and putting it out in nice releases. Uh, for the yeah, first that, time in a lot that's what's great about Seven A. They're able to yeah. cultivate these these rarities and and master them in a in a great way and put a mm-hmm. quality, you know, beautiful looking product, like you said. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, and if you don't have Demoiselle yet, get it because it's great. Yeah, not my favorite cover though. Also, not my favorite cover. That's the same comment I had when, <laughs> and I and I hate <laughs> saying anything like that publicly because. There's always people who are just crapping on 7A and they're working really hard. Yeah. Um, so I'm not saying yeah. it's bad. It's just of the 7A covers, it's not my favorite one. No. You gotta be kidding. But um, I mean, apparently Mickey likes it. And what, That's what do I know? That's the important thing. <laughs> right. I, yeah. <laughs> right. We don't matter. Uh, but speaking of Mickey, uh, he just recently appeared on CBS Morning's mixtape. And the video of that is available. So if you missed it, if you, like me, don't watch television when it comes on <laughs> and wouldn't know how if you had to. Yeah. Check out the video of that because it's it's a lot of fun. It's uh, a great little interaction with him and the and the interviewer and nice comments about the other guys. One thing I didn't care for, they sort of stuck with the commentary that the monkeys were a fake band who made it big. I I heard that. I'm like, really? They yeah, they and they never again? came around to who became yeah. a real band and made great music. You know, I was like, well, so I mean, we know, but it's, so for someone who doesn't know, um. Yeah. I hate when they do that, but I love that Mickey's getting the exposure and yeah. that he's on TV. You know, yeah. it's uh, and it was it was a lot yeah. of interesting content because it wasn't like the traditional questions that they always ask and the traditional responses that they always give. Mm-hmm. So it was it was a really great. I interview. don't remember the I don't remember the interviewer's name, but you could tell yeah. he was a fan. Yes. Yeah. He said yeah. in the interview yeah. that it was his, 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 the first record he ever yep. bought. 
Yeah. And then Mickey joked that he didn't get anything from it. And yeah. Held his hand out. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it probably didn't. <laughs> right. Uh, but then also Mickey is appearing at Beatles on the Beach at, at, at the beautiful Delray Beach, Florida. Mm-hmm. And that's coming up in December, uh, December 15th to 18th. I guess there's a whole lot of venues along Delray Beach and they have different Beatles events going on. And Mickey's one of the guests. So uh, if you can make it to Delray Beach, it figures that we were just at Hollywood Beach right before we went to Charlotte. And Delray Beach is like right on the street from there. I was like, well, that's the wrong month. (laughs) But I don't want to go to the beach. I mean, I don't I I didn't want to my vacation to the beach in In December. December. Right. So uh, I guess it's working out for the best because I got to get some sun. (laughs) Yeah. And that's it for what's happening in the world of the monkeys. So Carrie, you're the host of the Metal Geeks podcast, but you are also a monkeys fan. Tell us about how you got into the monkeys. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm older. <laughs> I remember <laughs> the the whole 80s reunion, the the 86, 87 reunion, the uh, Nickelodeon well, the, in, in the whole MTV thing. Man, that that just has got me. And then for that year, for my birthday, my parents got me the Zen and Now cassette. Mm. So this solidified, and I just became a huge fan from there on. Yeah. Got to see him live at uh, Astroworld here in Houston the next year wow. with Weird Al, which wow. was nice. one of my very first concerts ever. Wow. And how old were you? Um, 13. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I was about that, that same age. That, yeah, 13, yeah, 12, 13, something around there. Pretty awesome lineup there for a early concert. <laughs> yeah, and that's 13's a great age to see both Weird Al and the Monkeys. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing better than riding roller coasters all day and then seeing Weird Al and the Monkeys. It was right. pretty pretty Perfect. great. It's a great Perfect day. day. Then I then I became a metalhead. Okay. <laughs> but uh still from the monkey to, to metal. <laughs> yeah. I you know for for many many years like a lot of people I sort of kept it quiet and uh, I didn't really <laughs> let a lot of people know I'm like oh I'm a metalhead I shouldn't like the monkeys but mm-hmm. um, at some point when I started my show one of my my second show Metal Geeks about ten years ago it just sort of it just started flowing out naturally and I, mm-hmm. sort of like I came out of the monkeys closet in a way <laughs> okay and now everybody knows everybody will will share stuff with me and they they just know <laughs> and surprisingly um i just found another my co-host on msr cast which is my heavy metal show introduced me to a new podcast called the metal exchange and apparently there's more than just me out there mm-hmm. one of the co-hosts on that show it's an all heavy metal show is a huge monkeys nerd and they did an episode <laughs> about the monkeys for his wow. birthday i'm like Wow. I found my brethren spirit. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how many metalheads out there are actually secret monkeys fans and, and um, really like their 60s bubblegum pop. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure there's, I mean, I've heard different, uh, you know, musicians and stuff like that talk about their sort of like an influence to them. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, why not? They grew yeah. up on it. They're still going to be with them for sure. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. absolutely. And the monkeys was influential for a lot of, of young people. Because mm-hmm. it made it so much fun to be in a band, to dream about being in a band, you know? I mean, you get to, to play your instruments and hang out with your buddies and get captured by pirates. You know, that's just part <laughs> of the music scene. <laughs> yeah, I'm, one of the reasons I, I wanted to play drums was because of Mickey. Wow. That's when I started. I started because of that. And, yeah. uh, you, you know, I mean, yeah, it was definitely an influence on, on me for sure. Hmm. Wow. So what is your favorite Monkeys album? Um. I really like the one we're going to talk about. Okay. Um, Good. 
I really love the head soundtrack. Okay. Um, it's it's weird for me when when I, you know, growing up, I didn't really listen to the albums per se until a little bit later in life, mm-hmm. and then it was like the greatest hits, and then it's like so certain songs have certain memories for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Missing Links albums are really important to me for some reason. Mm-hmm. I listen okay. to to those a lot. Yeah. So when I went back and listened to the albums, like where, where are all these songs? They're not there. <laughs> it was right. always a little weird thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. And so much of their output was never put out. <laughs> you yeah. know, uh, so much of it is stuff that is, it was either just stayed in the vault or was exclusive to the show or was a, you know, a promotional thing or whatever. Right. Um, and some of their some of their greatest tracks are technically never officially released yeah yeah mm-hmm. sometimes you hear what wasn't released and what was released and you're like what were they thinking <laughs> there's a there's a couple we can go into but i don't right. think we're, going, we're going to do that right <laughs> did i say ladies aid society wait a minute <laughs> so what is your favorite monkey song you know growing up it, it's it's changed i've i've always been a a, a mickey uh i'm gonna i'm gonna not age myself but say a stan Mm, okay am i using that term correctly i don't know i'll check twitter i'm not sure i've recently in the past 10 years five five to seven years most really i become a huge nez nerd okay um i I, i'm not a big country music fan at all Mm. but there's something about his songwriting and his music Mm -hmm. and uh just something about his personality that just that just drew me in i was like all right I'm a huge fan of his music and hmm. I don't really listen to that style of music, but yeah, luckily got to see him live uh, with the, the redux band a few years right. ago. Nice. Um, and one of my, I I've met all four of monkeys in my lifetime. Wow. Um, and he was the last one I got to meet and I was like, okay, I, I know he was coming. I have to do the, the meet and greet, whatever, whatever it was going to cost, you know? Yeah. Mm. And uh, I know Christian a little bit. So I, I was waiting in line. I was talking to Christian. I have, there's a comic book artist. His name is Joe Eisma. He did a, uh, he's the artist for, a, uh, for Morning Glories. If you've ever read that, okay. really great series. I commissioned him at a convention a couple of years ago to draw all four monkeys, but in black metal makeup. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I showed it to, uh, I was going to get it signed by, by Nez. And I showed it to, uh, to Christian. He's like, all right, I know exactly what that is, but I don't think he's going to get it at all. <laughs> but he loved it. Yeah. And when, when I showed it to him, uh, when I got him to sign it, I got him to sign that and then my uh, Mickey Dolan's drumhead. Okay. And uh, he's like, oh, that's Kiss, right? I'm like, sure, we'll go that. We'll go Kiss. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and it was weird. Uh, it was like, you know, if you ever met the dude, he w- it was like that one, that really surreal moment for me. Mm. And I was wearing my Metal Geeks podcast shirt. My I have a like a Dickies button up shirt. Mm-hmm. And I was walking away and his handler, she's like, hey, here's another question for you. I was like, what? Um, <laughs> here's a question for me? What? <laughs> and he asked me what it was. And I told him, he's like, oh, that's cool. We talked about music a little bit longer. I can see the people online like, all right, move along, man. Get, get out of the way. <laughs> it's pretty cool. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, it's rare at one of those meet and greets that they call you back. Usually you're getting shuffled through there like like cattle. You know, they 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 yep. keep it moving because you know, if he spends five extra minutes with everybody, yep. he'll be there a, the rest of the day. You know, I just had the same experience with Alice Cooper uh, oh, last month. Wow. Comic okay. Palooza. I'm part of the I'm part of the Comic Palooza the brand. I'm mm. I'm part of the team. 
And Al Cooper, I was so looking forward to meeting him. But there was a long line most of the weekend. And at one point, when I was able to sneak away from what I was doing, mm. um, I actually, I'm the podcast director for the show. Okay. We, we walked by and there was nobody at his line. Mm. So I, I didn't have anything for him to sign, but we went to the Q&A earlier. He talked about this great story of him and Miss Piggy. So he had that from the Muppet <laughs> Show to get autographed. And uh, my wife was wearing a WandaVision shirt. <laughs> so I I asked him about um, the Hollywood vampires. Okay. I was like, mm. I want to know about the original, you know, the group was hanging out with Mickey and everybody. Yeah. And he told me, he told me a story about Keith Moon so high wanting to paint his house. And like, it took everybody to get him to stop him. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, and there was nobody, uh, nobody in line behind us. And he asked us, he's like, so what'd you think of WandaVision? And we talked about WandaVision literally for like two minutes. And then he's like, oh, I got another question for you guys. Have you seen the new Thor movie yet? And at that point, I'm like, are, how are we literally talking to Alice Cooper, the Alice Cooper, about the Marvel Cinematic Universe? And he's asking <laughs> us what our thoughts are. Right. It, was, it was weird. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, tonight we're going to be talking about the album Headquarters. Uh, so you guys are ready to get into that? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And previously we, we had talked about the original monkeys album. We had talked about more of the monkeys and sort of the story that was going on with the monkeys, you know, when they you know sort of breaking away from Don Kirshner and the frictions and their desire to make their own music. And then had, you know, now we're at headquarters, Donnie's gone and it's the guys, they get chip Douglas. He's the bassist in the turtles this time. And um, you know, they, they set about making their own album. Yeah. I hear the, um, the straw that broke the camel's back with Don Kirshner is when he released some singles mm -hmm. uh, that were set mm -hmm. to be on headquarters, his third album uh, without not only the monkeys input, but without the, um, the, the business folks input mm -hmm. as well. And they're like, mm, no, you're gone. <laughs> More the monkeys, the album itself. And I know you guys yep. discussed it. it mm -hmm. They, they didn't Did even really know about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, they use like a JC Penny like advert <laughs> for the cover, and like Ugh. right, terrible. <laughs> yeah, and because they they just all look uncomfortable. They look like they're modeling someone else's clothes. Yep, which they you know they don't. They, it doesn't feel like them. Yeah, um, it was a paid gig. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, at the same time, it was a pretty genius move because mm -hmm. <laughs> you know we take the kids to the the, the monkey section at JC Penny's and you get the clothes and get the album and they I, I I mean I can't fault the guy too much because I mean you gotta strike while the iron's super hot. Right. Yeah. And that's what he was doing. And I mean I, I definitely see where the guys in the band were like, well this is not what we signed up for. It's not yeah. what we want. Yeah. So so now they're they're making headquarters and they're I mean they're coming off of a, a hugely successful album. And then you know seeing if they can match that success. So, I mean, first off, I guess, what does everybody think? What Do you like headquarters? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I honestly, I really love headquarters. It yeah. doesn't even, it has some of my favorite songs ever mm -hmm. by the band, but it doesn't really have any of their top five songs. You know what right. I mean? Mm -hmm. Right. Which yeah. if you go and look at the, the track list, it's like, Oh, all these songs have a lot of memories for me, a lot of meaning, but Maybe for not a lot of people, maybe not. Mm. Yeah. There's yeah. no there's no daydream believer, I'm a believer. Yeah. Any of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But, and they, they didn't release a single off of it in the US. Yeah. You know, I mean, and you don't have that big, like, I mean, I'm a believer is a big barnstorming track. You know, yeah. that's that's a huge single. And then you know, in, in the UK and some other countries, they released uh Randy Skouskit on <laughs> you know as alternate title. Um <laughs> 
Everybody knows that story. Oh, right. Yes. But, his favorite story. Yeah. But there, it's, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> that they he has quite a few of those. <laughs> right. If you listen to enough Mickey interviews in a row, you, you feel like you're, you're in a time loop. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I mean, I wonder if that was a good idea to not release a single off of the album. I, I wonder why. Um, yeah. What do you guys think? Is it, is it the regular label sort of like pushing back against them, not releasing a single? Like, hey, you want to guys want to do this on your own? You're yeah. doing it on your own. I mean, it, it, it doesn't seem like a good idea, though, if you're because they still have a financial investment in it. Like, mm-hmm. there's no I'll show them, <laughs> you know, to get right. your, you're cutting off your nose to spite your face. I'm, I'm my thought was if if there's like a strategy, like well, if you want to hear the monkeys they are hugely successful almost this whole year so far, we've been at number one. Come by the album if you want to hear the songs, you know, mm-hmm. I don't think the fact that they didn't have a single hurt anything yeah. because the album went to number one yeah. and then was knocked out of number one by Sergeant Pepper, but it stayed at number two the whole time Sergeant Pepper yeah. was at number one. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it did poorly. It right. Was, it, and so yeah. I don't think not a, not having a single didn't hurt yeah. anything. So, yeah. Some band called the Beatles just took them out of the <laughs> Yeah. Right. I mean, and Sergeant Pepper, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it seems like that that story when people tell it is always, and then they did their own record, and they were number one, and then Sergeant Peppers came out, wah wah wah. But I mean, this and is they number, never, they never, the fact that they were number two yeah. behind Sergeant Pepper, and, and this is, I mean, the summer <laughs> of 1967. It's the summer of love, yeah. And yeah, the number one right. and number two album are you know Sergeant Peppers and Headquarters, which is a huge accomplishment. Yeah. I think this album, I probably own the most copies of, right. <laughs> I mean, I have the headquarters sessions. I have like seven or eight versions on vinyl different, mm. of different pressings and yeah. different sayings. It's, I went back and looked today. I'm like, oh, wow. I, I guess I really do like this album. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think we own more copies of Pisces just because we'll, we'll find them at thrift stores and stuff a lot. And people draw on them. And I like to collect those. And so like oh. when we're going through our albums, when we were moving them and it was like Pisces, 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 like here's yep. the Pisces section. <laughs> um. But yeah, one thing I love about this album is just the fun that comes through it. You, you really get the feeling of these guys making their own record from the little funny intro count in. To, you know, tracks like Band 6 and Zilch, where it's just them having a good time and making this record. And it's just the whole album it just has that sort of joyous feel to it. Yeah, it feels like a real not to say most of the other sessions weren't real sessions, but this feels like, hey, we're four guys in a band. We're hanging out. We're writing music and we're recording it. That's it was a different vibe than most of the other album, even mm-hmm. anything they did together after that, too. It didn't have the same vibe to it. Right. Yeah. 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 And and, and just like a little step from band six where they're just jamming in the studio together, playing the Looney Tunes song, you know, I think you got it now, Mickey. You get that that woohoo from Mickey as they as they get it, and it's just like yeah, you just imagine their, their sessions being like that. It's just uh, I think that comes through a lot in the album, and I think it just makes it a lot of fun to listen to. And it, uh, and I apologize, I should know this, um, but is headquarters one of the only ones where they've le- released like a sessions? Yeah, set? headquarters sessions is the only yep. sessions that they've released. And it just seems like they probably had so much. Well, and it's the one where they're all in the studio together yeah. making music. Yeah. You know, you don't want to listen to a bunch of session musicians yep. <laughs> recording their track and probably getting it right the first time. And I mean, on. a lot of other albums have plenty of other takes and alternate mm-hmm. versions and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But right. yeah, it, it's fun. I, I like 
listening to that to the sessions for this album because mm-hmm. you get to hear a band uh you're like a, the fly on the wall just like right. the new beatles get back you get yeah. to see them creating something mm-hmm. it's really cool yeah it really is cool two of my favorite songs that mickey almost always plays are no time and rennie skousket mm. They're just such great upbeat songs and they really show Mickey's range um, and especially these days and how much energy he has and how high he can still hit those notes without a problem. <laughs> yeah, I, I, You can't really compare it to Last Train to Clarksville and I'm a believer, but mm. you know. Yeah, I mean, the, No Time is, is, I just put a clip from the band playing No Time in our last episode when we saw Mickey uh, in Charlotte. That That's just a rocking version of No Time they're still doing, and I, I love it. And yeah, Randy yeah. Skowski, he'll do at every concert he does <laughs> until the end of time. And I with mean, good he reason. wrote it, so he's I got know. to. <laughs> he's, yeah, and I love Randy Skowski because it's like a little, uh, it's, it's like comes from the monkey story. It's from his own experiences. Mm-hmm. And so it's sort of, it's not just a song that they liked. It's it's sort of integral to who they are and to their story. Yeah. The four kings of sitting stately on the floor. If you never heard, there's a band called Lid. Um, they put an album out called In the Mushroom in the late, like, 97. Okay. Uh, features one of my favorite vocalists who unfortunately passed away from COVID last year. His name was oh, yeah. Eric Wagner. Mm. He was also in a band called Trouble. But he did this album, uh, and they covered this song. Wow. And okay. it always amazed me. When I first got the album, I'm like, did they cover Randy Scales Git? And <laughs> you'll... You'll have to play a snippet or listen to it or share yeah. a link to it. It's amazing. It's really, really good. It's not easy trying to tell her that I shortly have to leave. Why don't you be like me? Why don't you stop and see? Wow. That's they hilarious. They also did uh, Trouble, the band, uh, actually did the Porpoise song as well. So, Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I'm going to have to check that out. That, that sounds oh, yeah. awesome. <laughs> they're, they're great. Okay. Who else has a, f- a favorite off this record? You know, uh, I really, I, I like the, some of the Nez tunes. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can just maybe the one, I mean, that's classic. A lot of the, the classic Nez songs are on this album. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. For Pete's sake. I mean, that, that song is amazing. One of Peter Tork's best written songs, I think. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. and, the, and I always wondered about is, is the name of the song just because they were throwing him a bone for Pete's sake, you know, <laughs> giving him something to do. <laughs> well, let me sing a song for Pete or let me write a song for Pete's sake. <laughs> but I mean, it was such a good song. They used it at the, yeah. at the end of the second season. Yeah. I mean, uh, right. that's saying something. Yeah. Uh, Sunny Girlfriend is really good. Mm-hmm. Even like I'll spend my life with you, you know. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of good Mickey tracks on here, and yeah. and there's Davy stuff too. But they're not, they're not. It's not that much. Mm-mm. There's nothing really memorable with yeah. him, you know. 
last couple of records we talked about, that's something we said each time was that I'm surprised mm-hmm. there's not more Davy songs on here. Yeah, I think everybody saw it. He was the front man. He never right. in my in my mind, he never was. It was always right. Mickey. He sang yeah. more. Yeah. But yeah. you know, Davy was <laughs> the one everybody Davey gravitated. Was the face. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah, and, and talking about for Pete's sake, I mean, we'd mentioned before about them not releasing a single. That would have been a great single. Mm. Release like mm-hmm. for Pete's sake back with Sunny Girlfriend. That would have been a killer single. Yeah, it would. Yep, it would have. All right, Elaine. Um, I like a lot of songs on here. It's hard <laughs> right. to pick a favorite favorite. Right? My um, top thirteen are it's like picking yeah. your favorite, like picking your favorite child. Right. I, yeah. Well, I only have two of those, so that's you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a Davy song, but when I was listening through the album, like going back and forth to work last week, early morning blues and green. Mm. The, 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 that sixties organ that like really kind of not psychedelic trippy, but it kind of mm. like all of a sudden I'm like I'm really jamming on this organ. What is you know <laughs> just listening to it go? And I I really enjoyed that song more than I remember. Yeah, as a kid, you know. But I do like the Mike songs you told me, and mm. you just may be the one. Those are probably my favorite. You just may be the one is a really fun one at a concert because it has one of those courses you can just sing at the top of your lungs. Yep. You yeah. know. For all Mike talks about not understanding pop music and not being good at pop music, he writes good pop songs. I mean, Sunny Girlfriend's a great pop song too. Um, Yeah, I love I love both those songs. You told me. Uh, I think Mm -hmm. that's a great opener to the to the album. Oh man, when he when he did that at one of the last shows. It was it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Did you y'all saw him on the last tour? Yeah, yeah. Twice we went out to twice. Birmingham and and saw him in Atlanta. Yeah, nice. I got to see him in San Antonio back in I think September of last year, October. I can't remember exactly. Okay, when, but yeah, in yeah. September. It was amazing. Oh yes. yeah, yeah. And just seeing him there and having fun, and it, it's nice that he's getting you know that he was able to get into it there. at towards the end because for a long time right. he, he he didn't but he, to see him come out wearing a toboggan and uh, at one point he walked on the stage acting like frankenstein <laughs> you know it's, <laughs> it's just fun to see him goofing off and having a good time and did he have his jar of peanut butter i don't remember if he had a jar of peanut butter there i know that he did when we saw him in nashville with the first national band redux yeah i don't know how family friendly this show is but i don't know if, <laughs> we can talk about that peanut butter yeah <laughs> Okay, what are your least favorites? Either songs you don't like or songs you felt like should have been left off or... You know, this is an album for me. I mean, there's a couple of the interstitial songs, you know, like Band 6 and Zilch and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But this is an album for me that I don't skip anything. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. like every track right. on here. I can't say that for every album. Um, right. But... Uh, I I, I want to go back to Mr. Webster. I, I really like that track a lot because yeah, yeah. I I love I love narrative driven mm-hmm. songs. I love narrative driven video games and you know all that kind of stuff. And it's really cool that there's a story involved in the song and not just mm-hmm. a you know chorus and then and then something. It's it's a very interesting song. Every- 
Yeah, Mr. Webster, it's it's not my favorite on the album. I like it fine. It's I don't I don't hit skip when it comes on. Mm-hmm. It kind of makes me think of um like a Twilight Zone episode or something where you have <laughs> yeah. Mr. Webster and his boss, Mr. Frisbee, and working go. at the bank. And it, it seems like something like an episode of one of those all anthology shows from the 60s. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's uh it's fine. Um I don't I don't I mean I don't know that there's a song on here that I just don't like. I think um, mm-hmm. you know, I can't get her off my mind or Mr. Webster maybe the least for me you know not counting um band six and zilch which aren't really songs on the, on the album yeah but um yeah i mean i think this is a good solid album i think all the way through and definitely part of the uh the monkeys writing short songs because mm. you're like oh you look yeah. at this track list you're like oh there's 14 tracks on here right it's only 30 minutes you're like okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah it's, uh, I, I played it again on the way home for work and I was still like 20 minutes from home when it, when it finished. And I was like, Oh, I gotta find something else to queue up now. I didn't prepare for this. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do we think of Zilch? Never mind. Oh, the it is of my opinion that the people are intending. It is of my opinion that the people are intending. It is of my opinion that the people are intending. It is of my opinion that the people are intending. I really enjoyed it. And um, I was reading up on some of the stuff of where they got all their stuff. I mean, obviously we know the Bob Dabalina, um that's a story everyone tells that's a very private a very personal thing to me dabalina oh Oh, really how's that i I can't say much but um (laughs) he said it's personal (laughs) the 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 rapper or the del the funky homo sapien Mm -hmm. that that was his name yeah yeah did that song mr dabalina and then sampled that from there from zilch which i always thought was really cool yeah it's awesome yeah And I think they might be giants used. Um, they played that song before and they've used one of the phrases as lyrics to another one of their songs. But oh, I can't really? Remember the name of the Interesting. Song okay. Well, I have to check that out. Yeah. Yeah, so because uh, Mickey's the Nevermind the Furthermore, the plea of self defense mm-hmm. was in no time. Um, that's actually from the musical Oklahoma. What happened tonight at Major Kill Him? Come at me with a knife and. And, uh, and you had to defend yourself, didn't you? Yes, and furthermore. Never mind the furthermore. The plea is self defense. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. I okay. did not know that. I yep. didn't either. Yep. I'm not a I'm not a musical guy. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so Davies um, was the China Clipper calling Anamina was from the movie China Clipper. When a giant four motor 26 ton flying boat takes off from Alameda, California, in an attempt to fly 8,600 miles across the Pacific Ocean to China, the world watches breathlessly. Yeah, I had read that originally he was supposed to say the Mr. Dabalina part, but he couldn't say Mr. Dabalina, or he couldn't say Mr. <laughs> Bob Dabalina, and so he and Pete switched. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's fun. I, I still use that, like when we're uh, performing a show, I'll do that as my vocal warm-up before it, just sort of, you know, loosening up my mouth, just because it, it's it has that feel of just, you know, it's getting the syllables out and sort of tongue twistery. Yes. You know? yeah. uh, but it's fun. I mean, and, and, like, and like band six, it's, 
do you feel like these guys are just having a good time making this record and doing what they want to do? Mm. Like Don Kirshner would not have instructed them to do zilch. <laughs> you know, no. you can't sell zilch. No. I think I feel it feels like when you're talking about band six, it felt like they were trying to get Mickey up to par on the drums mm-hmm. like that day. Like, hey, let's just jam this out. Yeah. And then he mm-hmm. finally got it. And then you get that woo at the end. He's like so happy. Yeah. I'm like, all yeah. right, he got it. I love that. I love I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do know that there there were several tracks on this album that they had originally recorded with session musician yeah. and like their debut album mm-hmm. session. And Glenn Campbell had actually played on an earlier version of you may, you, yeah, you just may be the one mm-hmm. right. when Campbell was on that one. But yeah, yeah. You just may be the one. So it, it, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's a big difference between the mm-hmm. one they've re-recorded and the original. They're probably looser is not the quite quite the right word I'm looking for, but a little more organic and mm-hmm. yeah. good sounding. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, several of those wind up in the missing links. And I, I mean, maybe because I'm familiar with our, I, I was familiar with the headquarters versions first, but I just prefer the mm-hmm. versions on headquarters over the over the other ones. Like Mr. Webster had been previously recorded. I had been reading somewhere and I can't find it. So I'm, I don't remember which song it was that they were saying, but there was apparently one song on headquarters and it's the only song where all the guys played the same instruments that on, was, on the music that they that do was, on the you show. Just made, that was, you just made okay. the one. Right. Yeah. Because for a lot of headquarters, uh, Pete's on keyboard. Yep. Or yep. Whatever other ver- whatever other keyed instruments, the harpsichord at one point and things like that, you know. Uh, but I think Chip Douglas just steel like- guitar. I don't think Pete was on steel guitar, was he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was okay. uh, on steel guitar at least once. Nice. Yeah, I think a lot of the time Chip Douglas had him on the keys just because he liked mm. it, and I mean because he's great. Yeah, <laughs> that, they're definitely yeah. good at it. Peter has said that that was like his first instrument, you know, back going back to when he was nine years old, he was more comfortable and familiar with playing the you know, piano than anything else. And I mean, they had some clips at the Mickey Dolan sings the monkey show where, I mean, he's just, was it Bach or something that he's playing on that? Yeah. Uh, he just sat down board? and just started playing. No yeah. shit music, nothing. And just, yeah. And, and it's just amazing. Um, that, that kind of stuff they should have had on the show. Mm-hmm. They had the little, like, we have a minute left gag and they'll be talking. They should have had that sort of thing going on to dispel some of these things about these guys can't play instruments. Right. It'd be high and hard to argue with them sitting there playing Bach <laughs> on the keyboard, you know, <laughs> that would have also just been entertaining. Like him yeah. in his Pete character, just like <laughs> sitting down and doing that. And then they ask him, what's that? Oh no, something I just made up. <laughs> wait, <laughs> like, <laughs> he doing wait, wait, wait. He was playing a character. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah that's absolutely how exactly how he was in life. <laughs> i thought it was a reality show <laughs> so going back to the album like like the the deluxe version they've put out you know like mm-hmm. the bonus versions like yeah i always saw it like the girl i knew somewhere and like um a little bit me a little bit you yeah which is very very famous but wasn't even on the album originally uh, right it was just like a single and they added it later because we've got to put it somewhere.
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think a little bit me, a little bit you is recorded during the headquarters sessions. I think it was like just before sort of the tail end of Donnie Kirshner. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, that's a great song. I love a little bit me, a little bit you. Yeah. Then that's another one that's, that's a lot of fun to hear at a concert at a show. And it's a lot of fun to sing and I always go two really loud. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It is interesting. I'm looking at, you know, like the writers. I mean, they had some of the the, the normal people like Tommy Boyce and mm-hmm. Bobby yeah. Hart. But you can if you tell which it, ones are Boyce and Hart songs. Yeah. <laughs> um, like I always thought I can't get her off my mind was it sounds like an Esmus tune. Sounds like something he would have written. Mm-hmm. But um, like there's one, two, three, four Nesmith's written tracks on this album, which is mm. pretty good. Yeah, that is good. I mean, that's more than he got on previous albums. Yeah. And talk and talking about, you know, Frankie, you said you can tell whenever it's a Tommy Boyce and Bobby Hart song, but I think they show some range on this. I mean, Mr. Yeah. Webster isn't something that Mr. I would. Mr. Webster is definitely not what you think of a traditional no. voice and heart song. Yeah. That's true. It's not bubblegum pop. Right. And I can't get her off my mind is, is a is a good track. Also, it's it's nice to see so many credits from. I mean, what is it? I guess it's just two, but from Boyce and Hart. No, three, because I'll spend my life with you as well. I mm-hmm. forgot about that one. I'll spend my life with you. After the first album, they had been more a little shut out by yeah. Donnie Kirshner. He didn't want the competition, mm-hmm. I think. You know, they <laughs> they produced, what, eight eight out of the 13 songs on the first album and then yeah. got real quiet on the second album. So it's it's nice to see them you know, using their songs and, you know, I, I don't know that they were participating while the sessions were being recorded, but it's nice that they're, you know, that shutting them out didn't carry over into headquarters. You can, you can tell the guy, the the four guys in the band definitely became friends with them and mm-hmm. wanted to support them. And like, even like what, 10, 12 years later created a band with them, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> there's a reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I also noticed there's a lot more of, um, Mickey doing uh, backing or harmony vocals with Mike. Mm. And I know that was one thing that Mike always talked about was how he and, and Mickey's voices just like meshed perfectly. Like butter. Mm. Yeah. yeah. The, literally uh, Nesmus and, and, and Mickey's their their harmonizing is some of my favorite of mm-hmm. all time. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, it, especially recently when they were doing it on, you know, like on good times and stuff like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad they did that on good times because, you know, so much of that was recorded separately, mm-hmm. yeah. but I, I'm glad that someone thought to like, no, we need, we need a song where it's just these guys singing together the whole time. Yeah. I mean, me and Magdalene is a great, a great track, but yeah, they're every song. I mean, their their voices just blend so well and seeing them do these songs live was really a treat too. Yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta speak. We're speaking of good times and some of their newer stuff. Um, comparatively, do any song from the mo- more modern era are are they in your top ten? Oh yes. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> yeah, but also, I mean, we we came into the monkeys as because big fans pretty late. It was with good times where we oh, really started to get into the monkeys and obsess over them yes. and so good times we is went very from zero to five thousand pretty quickly. <laughs> right yeah you know i've said before it's so you know we were we were getting our monkeys costumes ready to go to new york to see the monkeys and i was like you know in two years time we went from hey the monkeys have a new song to let's dress like the monkeys and fly to new york <laughs> you know, right? so, we got sort of sucked in but good times was really foundational for us and becoming mm. fans of the monkeys not just being you know aware of their songs but actually monkeys fans and so yeah we we love we love that album 
I think Birth of an Accidental Hipster is probably top five song in their entire career. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. fantastic. And and it fits them so well. Yeah. Everything mm-hmm. on there fits them so well. Yeah. Yeah. That That's my husband's favorite song, Birth of an Accidental Hipster. He will just turn it up loud and just listen to it. And he's not a huge Monkees fan, but that is his song. Yeah. Well, he listens to him a lot, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have much of a choice. No, <laughs> My wife was sort of the same way. She wasn't really into them. Um, but I think in 2013, we went and saw them live. It, and it was it was Nez and, and Mickey and Peter. And I think that sort of turned it around a little bit for her, but seeing mm. them live. Mm. Because that tour was a garage band jamming live. Their mm. band was, was still great. They were great back then. But... And I'm not I'm not throwing shade or throw, being any kind of weird, but you know the version they had with Davy was a little bit different. Mm-hmm. The monkeys with Davy was different than yeah. it was with Nesmus. Mm-hmm. It's just this is the nature of the beast, you know. Yeah. Right. Um. The but man that that tour was all three of them together. It was phenomenal. It was really really mm-hmm. cool. I bet. Yeah. I didn't get to see that one. I've mm-hmm. seen the other combination, Davy. Mickey and Peter, I've seen them twice, once back in the 80s, and then mm. right before Davey died, they went on a tour. Oh, right. And um, we're here in Atlanta, and I saw that. And I've seen Mike and Mickey, I've seen Mike, mm-hmm. and I've seen Davey. So. Have, yeah. have everybody has everybody seen, maybe not all together, but all four monkeys live? No. No, I never saw Davey Jones. I have. I, yeah, and some, some various combination, I have seen yep. all of them. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Davy, Davy, I've seen him with the monkeys many times, but my, my dad somehow, I don't know how he did this one, like we used to have the Houston arrows, which was our hockey team. Mm. And he won tickets on, on the radio for me to go to the hockey game. And it was like a meet and greet and like backstage and all that. And they provided pizza and he came out and signed autographs and, wow. and he, got, he did, he did some songs between like whatever, I'm not a sports guy, really, but whatever, <laughs> whatever between between rounds or whatever it is, I, yeah. don't yell at me. Sports hey, I don't takes. know the difference. <laughs> um, that was really cool. That's the only time I ever I ever met Davey, but I met Mickey once. I really would like to meet him again. Mm. I met him in the 90s at a, actually Monkey's Convention that I went to. Oh, wow. Um, okay. And then Peter, I met him when he was touring with Two Men Band. Oh, mm. cool. Which is weird because, like, just like two weeks ago, I was at work. We were at a work event, and they're like, "Hey, do you want to go go get a drink and grab something to eat?" We wound up going to the same venue <laughs> where he played. I'm like, "This looks really from." I'm like, "I was I was sitting at that table watching them live. It was it was yeah. surreal wow. to be there, you know." Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we we got to meet Mickey very briefly just last mm-hmm. month in Charlotte, and it, it was fun. It was he was he complimented my hat which nice. <laughs> made my day. I know he does cons and stuff like that. I can mention yeah. I'm like, I've been trying to convince my showrunners. I'm like, Hey, you need to bring them. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. Dragon con was the one. Um, I met him at dragon con. Oh, dragon con. Yeah. Way, I've always wanted to go back. to dragon con. Yeah. So, and yeah. he's the only one I've met. I did see Davey live. I took my oldest son with me, but he was like nine and it was just the two of us. And he's like, why am I here? Because David Jones doing all the love songs and all the girls are screaming. <laughs> and, you know, he's like, you want me to take my shirt off? And they were all screaming. You know, I mean, cause it was an outdoor wow. venue. It was really hot. It was, at Mabel, it was Mabel House Amphitheater. Oh, and so oh he my gosh. That's, that's the reason. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Cause it was hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. We, we're familiar with, with Mabel house. Yeah. Because it's 10 yeah. minutes from our house. Yes. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. He, he was there. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. It was well, a good show too. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, any, any final thoughts about headquarters? It's a solid album. Like, yes. I don't think they, they didn't do anything wrong on it. It just a very, complete solid album right solid's a great great word because Mm -hmm. it it was a labor of love for them for sure Mm -hmm. you know it was we want to make our own album here's what we want to do um they didn't go overly crazy they sort of still knew what their fan base wanted to hear Mm -hmm. Mm um i mean later down the road they there's some some weird psychedelia going on which (laughs) i would have been cold on something on this album you know but right um like one of my favorite songs is this song "Writing Wrongs," mm. mm-hmm. and I always, I've always wanted us to start a band to do like a, a slow doom metal version of that song. <laughs> it's already slow and in 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 plotting, you know. Right. But yeah, I mean, I I really, I'm I'm glad they were able to do this album. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to say get out of their system, but yeah, right. they, they sort of needed yeah. to. It was it was yeah. the next. It was a transition era for them to get to the next step in their careers mm-hmm. yeah either leaving the band some of them did not too soon later but <laughs> yeah. or you know keep on going yeah which some people in the band never stopped mm-hmm. yeah yeah and in a lot of ways this is the monkeys as a band it's their first album yeah you know yeah. they had some contribution to the first two uh in mostly mm-hmm. just singing and and obviously mike produced some tracks and they got played play on some too yeah. there yeah but um, I mean, th- this is the first album that they as a group really made. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's it's great. I mean, I wouldn't say this is the best album of the 60s or anything like that. I think, you know, I think Sergeant Peppers deserves to take the number one spot yeah. because, because Sergeant <laughs> yeah. Peppers is incredible. But um, I, I I love headquarters. Like I said, it's just so much fun to listen to. And it's just you just that that just feeling of these young guys making their record and getting their shot, it just really comes through in it. And it's interesting that after headquarters. They didn't keep doing that. They didn't yeah. keep they, they, they didn't keep all playing. They're like, man, this is a lot of work. Yeah, like, <laughs> we, did, we did that. And then I mean it wouldn't be until justice that they really did that again. Yeah. Right. What do y'all Claire. okay? Now you guys are newer fans. Uh mm-hmm. what do you think of justice? I don't. <laughs> oh no, really? I don't care much for justice. Uh I mean, I justice is okay. It, it's it's a, a, what a lot of bands of that era went through when they you know, in their careers at that time, they weren't trying to replicate what they were doing when they were 20. Yeah. You know, they were trying to continue to be relevant. Um, and I hate that. <laughs> I hate when people stay relevant. I like something like good times where you can slot those songs right in with the 60s songs and they just mm-hmm. flow. Whereas justice or pull it. I mean, they, it, it's, it's like you tripped over something whenever, when that comes up on a playlist and you're like, what is, hanging out with Rico? What is, what is, what is I this? love, I, I have moving in with Rico. I, I, I do, do too, have, Elaine. Yeah. I, 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 we're probably around the same age. So yeah, I, yeah. I definitely grew up with that album. Yeah. It was the first new monkeys album after mm-hmm. I became a fan. Yeah. And I can see where good times is at for you guys. Right. So it's all right. about being where you were in your life, you know? Yeah, 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 and justice. I didn't really hear justice until a few years ago. I somehow missed it in stuff that was going on in my life when it came out. It just completely, I was not aware of it. And then, so I've been listening to it more. And there's some interesting songs on there. Yeah. And and I, I'm not completely sure how I feel about it yet. It, 
going to take a few more listens. I made I made all my heavy metal friends listen. I'm like, look, there's heavy guitars. <laughs> <laughs> They're all playing their own instruments, which was which I saw was really cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a couple of duds on there. I'm not going to uh not say that but yeah um if you are if you want to hear mickey curse a little bit and talk about, <laughs> in, talk about indiana jones there you go <laughs> yeah yes yes yeah i don't yeah, hate I any of their albums including yeah. justice and pool it just if i'm gonna listen to a monkey song statistically it is unlikely it would be a justice or pull it song <laughs> that i pick yeah we One had the, the the 50th anniversary pack of the cds and we were mm-hmm. and right after we'd gotten those we had done a couple uh road trips and chuck was like what do you want to listen to i was like the monkeys and he's like which album i'm like whatever and he pulls out pool and puts it in and makes us <laughs> listen to it <laughs> it's like mm. you who, people who are listening can't see my face but it's very angry and i'm, <laughs> I'm glaring at chuck in the camera right. i mean it's totally 80s uh <laughs> very very it was great that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the one album for me that i, I would hate to say it's the last one it was a christmas party I'm okay. not a holiday guy. I, okay. I grew up Jewish, so I didn't. So these songs don't really have a sure, yeah, place yeah, for me. Right. I mean, there's right. a, I mean, there's some great performances on it, but you know, yeah, I don't listen to it maybe mm. very yeah. often. <laughs> right. All. Well, I, I'm a big Christmas guy, so it well, there yeah. you go. It's perfect for me. Yes, yeah, it gets played at the, at the holiday time. That's about the only time I listen right. to it. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. in my wife's work, uh, we they put it on their their Christmas music playlist. Oh, good. Um, except on, I think they took off unwrap unwrap me at Christmas. Is that the song title? Unwrap mm-hmm. you at Christmas. Yeah, yeah. There you mm-hmm. go. That's a that's a little. Yeah. For an, H, for an HR person, she's like, oh, we should probably take that one off. <laughs> I, I will say though that um, off of Christmas party, a house of broken gingerbread and yeah. snowfall. I mean, those you can listen to year round. Those are just yeah, I agree. great additions to the monkeys catalog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you're, I agree on that. I, just not the traditional stuff for me. Right. You know, even though like I like their version of Ryuichiu. Mm. Grown up, I'm like, oh, that's a cool song. I've never heard that before. Right. All right. I have one more thing to say about headquarters. So we'll ra- <laughs> I'll wrap this right up. Um, I think this is the first album of theirs in chronological order that doesn't have any songs that I'll regularly skip over. Cause there was at least one on each of the two prior albums. And mm. I'll just be like, I don't really want to listen to this. Skip the day we fall in love. Yeah. Are we yeah. playing the, are we playing the guessing game now? I don't remember the titles, but there's one on both of those that I'm just like, skip. Yeah. Occasionally. Okay. Frequently. Yeah. With no skippers on headquarters. There, I don't feel like there's any skippers on headquarters. I mean, the yeah. ones that might be skippers are just like, that's hilarious. Or so short that you don't even realize it's a song. Yeah, so. yeah something like band sick. By the yeah. time you've skipped it, it's over. So there's no point. <laughs> yeah. Forward. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I definitely I agree with that because, yeah, I think I mentioned you've mentioned earlier. This is one, the one album where every song it's like, how do you pick your favorites? Every song is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When I was, I was preparing at work today, I was listening to the album. I just kept on repeating it. I'm like, oh, it's going to play it again. There you go. <laughs> right. What's wrong with that? No, not at all. You don't, you don't get sick of them. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. All right, Carrie, where can people find more of you on the internet? Well, uh, you can find us all over the internet. We're at metalgeeks.net. Uh, all the social media handles are at metalgeeks. Any place you download your podcast or at, or at metalgeeks. 
Uh, we just celebrated our 10 year anniversary. Awesome. And Congratulations. MSR cast. Thank you. My MSR cast is my other show might scare you guys a little bit, but <laughs> it's where we, uh, I mean, my, my co-host, his name is Sean, the metal pigeon, mm. phenomenal art writer. Uh, we talk about metal news and we talk about, we play music and stuff like that. And we're coming up on like 18 years doing that show. Wow. wow. I'm doing, I've been doing that show. He's been, he's been on for about 10 years or so. He's the newbie. He's the newbie. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Um, but that, that show is tremendous. If you, if you like heavy metal at all, um, he is so, he is so knowledgeable about everything. We'll talk about a band. He knows like everybody's name. I'm wow. like, Oh, okay. Um, but that's, it's been a lot of fun. Metal geeks is, you know, the show where we talk about heavy metal, but we also talk about, movies and video games and yes we talk about the monkeys a lot mm. um, i've done i've done a monkeys episode of metal geeks it's been a while i'm gonna do it again okay i had ken mills on oh nice oh, cool. yeah. and nice. i had uh, another friend of mine he's in a band from chicago called november's doom okay his name is larry roberts uh they're a doom metal band but he's a huge monkeys nerd as well so nice it was a good time just yeah geeking out on the monkeys you know yeah i had everybody watch head to prepare for it <laughs> that's, that's great. the kind of guy i am <laughs> right <laughs> and how about you elaine oh yes my turn i'm oh, sorry <laughs> um i can be found uh, on twitter at monkeying around and a facebook group monkeying around mm-hmm. and how about us chuck feltnerdy.com which takes you to our facebook page or you can find us at earth station trek our podcast about star trek and Elaine, I wanted to say I uh, follow along with your monkey's hurdle every day. Oh, <laughs> and I play along. <laughs> I, I, I do that. My song of the day. So yeah, you, know. I, you do a great job with that. And I, I, I was thinking about that this week. Is as of this recording, we have ninety-two Twitter followers. And so if you're listening to this, you don't follow us on Twitter. Do it because, uh, and I don't have any vested interest because I have nothing to do with the Twitter. I just like it. Um, <laughs> But we follow, follow, follow it on Twitter because Elaine keeps it full of good, fun, interesting things. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And I will definitely be be sharing it out and sharing out this link and trying to get as many of my monkey heavy metal nerds <laughs> involved. Yes. Here. Hooray. Yay. All right. Thanks for monkeying around. Thanks for monkeying around with us. Be sure to like and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and monkeyingaround.com. Zilch. Mr. Davalina, Mr. Bob Davalina, Mr. Davalina, Mr. Bob Davalina. Mr. Bob Davalina! Zilch.